good morning, Freedom House. Welcome to church. Come on. Aren't you glad to be in the house of, the God, house of God? If I haven't met you, my name is Troy Maxwell. My wife and I are the senior pastors. We also have a ton of people online today. Uh, Georgia, New York, Maine, Vermont, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, Illinois, South Carolina, Ohio, Hawaii, New Hampshire, West Virginia, Massachusetts, Florida, Iowa, California, Michigan, Mississippi, Connecticut, Kentucky, Texas, and the Netherlands. Wow. All, all because of you, Pastor Steve. It's all because of you. Hey, where are my men at? Stand up, men, if you're a man here today. Where are my men at? Where are my men at? I said, where are my men at? I want to make sure that you put on your calendar November the 12th. I've got it. You can sit back down. I just want you to pay attention. <laughs> November the 12th, we've got our final strong breakfast. I'll be there. A great new friend of mine named Victor Marks will be there. If you don't know who he is, just ask anybody that's on social media that loves Jesus and loves our country. And so uh, um, the liberals are afraid of him. And the conservatives love him. And so just make sure you go check out. He's going to take a gun away from me. So I'm going to point a gun at his head and he's going to take it away from me. He's the fastest, like, gun taker, wear, whatever you want to call it. What do you call it, Frank? What do you? Disarm. He's the fastest disarmer in the world. And so he's going to disarm me. Maybe. Well, he's probably, he'll kick my butt, honestly. He's pretty, he's pretty awesome. So make sure you put that down. Ladies, let your husbands go to the meeting. I promise when they come back, they'll be better. That didn't get many amens from the women right there. Do you not have faith in us? Come on, send them to us. We'll make them better for you. I promise you. I promise you. Because they all need to get better. Right, men? We need to get better. Hey, today, uh, I'm so honored to have one of my pastors uh, for those of you that don't know, I do have a board, an external board. Uh, there's three leaders, three pastors, and all three of them have actually come this fall. Uh, Pastor Gerald was just with us a few weeks ago at our leader meeting, and Pastor Steve Smotherman pastors one of the greatest churches in America, really in the, in the world, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, he has been fighting, uh, he's been to court for the church. He's standing up, standing strong, and uh, he's such a great friend. He really has helped Penny and I help this church go to a whole different level during COVID and actually before it. And so I want you to welcome my pastor. Would you stand up on your feet, Freedom House Church, and give my pastor, Pastor Steve Smotherman, a big welcome. Come on. Wow. Well, thank you for that kind welcome. Pastor Troy is an incredible friend of mine, and, and man, I just enjoy him and Pastor Penny, and um, I enjoy hanging out with him. He's a much better golfer than I am, but he speaks the same language I do. You know, the guy that's a, a good gun taker wearer. <laughs> and then someone says it's called disarming, and I, I told the young ladies in my I said, see, that was first part was pastor talk. And the other part was correct. So, um, but I did, I did appreciate the gun taker way or I got it. So that's bad. 
Listen, it's an honor to be here. Um, I, I love being in America. I hail from the People's Republic of New Mexico, and uh, it's, it's a communist state in America, and, uh, but it's always good to be where people are free and they understand freedom. And uh, today, I'm going to teach a message that I simply titled, The Spirit of the Antichrist. I know you guys are going through the book of Revelations. Pastor Troy was telling me one of the messages he taught the other day, and I said, would you please send me your notes? I'm going to preach it, but I'm not going to give him any credit. My church is just going to think I'm smarter. He goes away, he comes back smarter. So, but, but, you know, folks, we live in the last of the last days. And just so we are clear, and when you hear the last days, because we've heard them for so long, when Jesus came and walked the earth and then died, and then was raised from the dead and went and sat at the right hand of the Father, that's when the last days started. That's why you're hearing it all the time. You've been hearing the last days. Even when you read the scriptures, it'll talk about the last days. We've been in the last days for about 2,000 years. We just don't know when he's coming back. But here's what we do know. The Holy Spirit, his spirit's in the earth today. Would you agree? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And, and, now, and then we have the spirit of the Antichrist is in, this, in the world today. So we're going to talk about him. This is really a kind of a, 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 a tough message. If you love truth, it's, it's just truth. If you, if you struggle with truth, because we struggle hearing the truth sometimes, right? As Christians, we're like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear this. It's, it's not what you want to hear. It's what you need to hear. And I believe we should be prepared, especially after the pandemic and all the stuff that happened with that. And just so you know, I had COVID twice, they say, and, and I survived. So um, it whooped me for a few rounds, but at the end, I won the battle. And, and, and we, we understand that there's craziness going on in our world and so I want to take you to 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. It says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. Now, the word Antichrist means against God, against Christ. In replace of Christ. It's the spirit of the Antichrist is against everything having to do with Christ, God, or the Word. It means a continual, unending, and perpetual resistance against the things of God. So when we are against the things of God, when we push against God, when you hear you know, the message on tithing and you're like, well, I'm not going to tithe. See, that's the spirit that comes against Christ and his Word. Because no matter how much you slice it or dice it, it's in there. And we don't stand up here as pastors and preachers and ministers and make stuff up. I mean, we might, but, <laughs> but we'll tell you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the, the truths that we read, that's what we teach. And so, but when we're against Christ, we're even of that spirit. Even though we, we, we may have the spirit of God in us, we, we're, the spirit of Antichrist wants to make you against the word, against God. It's the spirit that says, can't we change the Bible? Do, can we change it? You can't change what's not yours. This is the word of God. And when God spoke it, it's eternal. It never ends. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. 
Well, the spirit of the Antichrist is against everything that's godly or according to the word. See, we need to understand there's the Antichrist. There is a one specific person. There is going to be revealed at some point an Antichrist, one person. But that person hasn't been revealed. We don't know who he is. We don't know when he's coming because we don't know when Jesus is coming. But before that, the Bible says the spirit of that Antichrist, the spirit uh, against God is already working in the world. And so that is, so the spirit of the Antichrist is the final manifestation, the final product of the spirit of the Antichrist, which has not yet been revealed in human history. But yet his spirit, the spirit of the Antichrist, all those things that are against God are leading up to him coming and, and showing himself in Jerusalem and sitting in the temple and all those things. And so, but the spirit of the Antichrist is working in our world. And let me give you this statement. When absolute truth is removed, absurdity reigns. And it's absurd what's happening in our nation today. It's absurd. I mean, even to the natural person that's not even godly, some of this junk is just absurd. So when you remove truth, absurdity replaces it craziness, foolishness, and we get indoctrinated into this world so easily because we're hearing it everywhere we go. We're seeing it, hearing it, watching it. Everywhere we go, we're watching things that are against God. And so what happens is you come into a place like this, and, and one of the things, uh, there's many things, but one of the things I, I respect and admire about your pastor is he's a truth giver. He's not trying to back away from the truth. He gives you the truth. He doesn't try to chew it up and make it more palatable for you to hear. He just gives it to you, him and his wife and their team. And then you have to decide, do you have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? Or do you push back and say, I'm not believing that. I don't like that. I don't like the way they said that. When they said that, they're a little mean. But you know, Jesus was tough. I mean, Jesus said of the religious folks, you're of your father, the devil. And, and so people say, you know, what would Jesus do? And, and every time they use that, it, Jesus would never take a stand or do anything. And, 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 and I've said this many times, just so we understand how God's character is. How do you tell someone they're of the devil nicely? <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I, I don't get it. You're of the devil. <laughs> or you're of the devil. You, you turn or burn. I mean, either way you say it, it's tough. I mean, to be called the devil by God himself, that you're not the devil, you're of the devil. And so we need to come back and understand that Jesus is truth. And when most people think of the Antichrist, they see it as something that will happen way in the future, but not something we deal with today. Understanding that there is a spirit of the Antichrist, which John said is already at work in the world. Understanding the difference between the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist is very important for people to get. See, we are either being influenced by the Spirit of God or the Spirit of the Antichrist. And one great deception of the Spirit of the Antichrist has to do with the denial of Jesus. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, everybody say no one. No one comes to the Father except through me or by me. We are living in a time when people believe that all roads lead to God. The spirit of the Antichrist is at work. You hear people say all the time, I believe in God, I believe in God, I believe in God. Well, America, according to statistics and studies, 80% of America believes in God, but they don't believe in the only true God. 
Because if we all, if 80% of America believed in the one true God, we would never have what just happened the last two and a half years. We would never see the craziness in our schools. We would never see the absurdity of the homosexual movement. We'd never see any of that. I mean, and so you have to ask now, what God do you believe in? And I have yet to have someone say, I believe in God. Don't tell me I don't believe in God. And I'm like, well, what God do you believe in? And they go, you know God. No, I don't. Explain to me what God you're talking about. Because if you can't explain to me what God you're talking about, it's definitely not the God of the Bible. I have yet to have someone say that, and I look at them and say, what God is that? And they say, it's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. They don't say that. So there's only one God. And when you understand the spirit of the Antichrist and how it's working in the world, you understand that's what he comes against. There's not one God. There's many gods. There's many ways to get to heaven. You know the bumper sticker I can't stand is the coexist one. Because it can't happen. It's just, it's just ignorant. It's never going to happen. Oh, yeah, we all need to get along. Listen, how do I respect fairy tale gods? Say, so what do you mean? Muhammad or Allah is a fairy tale God. It's not a real God. It's, I'm just telling you, how, how do I respect that? You know, worship Buddha and all that. I mean, you might as well just worship Tinkerbell. Because they're not real. There's only one God, folks. And some say, well, you got to respect my religion. Who said that? Who said that? In fact, I can show you in the scriptures when, when God talks about the Ten Commandments that we're not even to give regard to these other false things. I mean, why would I give respect to something that doesn't exist? It's fictional. I, I, I don't understand. See, when you come to truth... It just shocks your brain sometimes to think, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's biblically, that's correct. But the spirit of the Antichrist always comes against God, Christ, the word of God. And so we are living in a time when people believe, again, that all roads lead to heaven. Folks, there's only one way to heaven. That's through Jesus. I, I, the people tell me all the time, you know, me and God, we got our thing going. Yeah, how come your thing is different than my thing? It's not. It's one God and you serve him his way. We don't all, I don't have my own thing with God, like me and God, you know, we got this thing, and, and, and that means you do nothing. God's okay with me doing nothing. He died so you could do nothing. I mean, come on, it doesn't make any sense, but in our world, we're not used to hearing, I mean, thank God you have a church like this and a pastor, Pastor Troy Penn, that believes in truth, right? I mean, I, I admire it because we know so many people that don't. And so many people that are afraid to preach the truth. My job is not to make the truth more palatable for you. My job is to give you the truth and you get to decide what you do with it. And you know what? God gives you that freedom. Receive it. Don't receive it. Reject it. Accept it. Your call. But when you always are comparing the word to the world, you're going to lose. We don't compare the word to anything. The word of God is forever settled in heaven and earth. I mean, he made it so great that he said heaven and earth will pass away, but he said my word will never pass away. And so as we get into the spirit of the Antichrist and the absurdities of things being taught and believed even by so-called Christians. See, the spirit of the Antichrist is against Christ, the teachings of the scriptures. It seeks to undermine creation itself. But the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work in the world to deceive people to be against God. But we have not seen the actual person again. So the spirit of the Antichrist does not deny the existence of God. What it does deny is the relationship of the father and son. It also denies that Messiah has come. 
So we hear the spirit of, of the Antichrist constantly, and sadly for some, they have been led astray. Astray from who? Astray from God. Astray from Christ. For instance, Islam, the religion of Muhammad. Muhammad arose up in the seventh century. He claimed to be a prophet and claimed to receive from an angel the teachings of the Quran. He claimed Islam was the true fulfillment of the Old and New Testament. He claimed Christians had perverted the real truth and Jesus was only a prophet. Now, that is why we give no respect to that. Because they've just denied Christ. What does the Bible say? You have to judge. You have to discern. You have to look into. But see, we don't want to do that. Because here's what we'll hear people say. Who are you to judge me? See, we don't want to look at people's lives and see if they're bearing fruit or not. You know why? Because people are afraid of what they might see, so they just stay away from it. Because then I don't have to deal with it. And so the whole thing about, well, doesn't the Bible say, judge not lest you be judged? Sure it does. But, that's, but it doesn't mean what they're saying. How do I know if you're bearing fruit if I don't look? I mean, I can look at an apple tree and say that's an apple tree if it has fruit on it. Now, I'm not good enough to know what an apple tree looks like without fruit. So God says, look at the fruit. But we're afraid to look at the fruit today in America because we bought into the spirit of the Antichrist that says, don't judge. Now listen, if you're an alcoholic and I'm an alcoholic and I'm telling you to quit drinking, that's what he's talking about. Steve, get your life cleaned up first in that area before you start to deal with somebody else in that area. That's all he's saying. He said, that's why he says, pull the speck or the toothpick out of your eye before you pull the beam out of someone else's eye or pull the beam out of your eye before you pull the speck out of someone else's eye. Why does he say that? Get your life right before you can discern and see if anybody else is bearing fruit. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but just get your life right. So if I'm an alcoholic, I have no right. He says, you have no right to judge that person for drinking. But if I'm delivered from alcohol, then I can look and say, man, you shouldn't drink. But see, we don't want to buy into that. We want to buy into the thing that says the church stay out of the world. The church be silent. And that's what happened through the uh, whole two and a half years. They were trying to silence the church. But Islam, this is not, this is ungodly. Listen, the Mormons are the same way. The Joseph Smith went into a cave. The angel Moroni, they believe, and they've even taught some, that it would it, it manifest to him in a form of a salamander and gave him the Book of Mormon. Folks, let me tell you something. There is no such thing, and the Bible speaks of this. The Bible talks about that you cannot... Um, don't listen to these things. Galatians 1.8. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to and different from that which is preached to you, let him be accursed, anathema, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. And that's what's happening. These teachings, the Mormon church, the Islam, you know, Muslim, I'm telling you, folks, we don't buy into it. Don't buy. They're lies. They're deception. It denies the existence of Christ. Muhammad says that Jesus was just a prophet, so he wasn't the son of God, then he's the spirit of the Antichrist. And the Mormons do the same thing. They believe that we're going to become gods of our own planets. That's exactly what Satan said when he got booted out of heaven. See, we got to come back to the truth. But pastor, that's not very nice. Yes, it is. It's nice because how much do we have to hate people to not want to tell them the truth? Watch them just go to hell. That's offensive. When someone could look and say, if you'd have told me the truth, I'd have believed it. But you told me I was okay. 
because we as Christians are afraid to look because what will we might see? To look at people's lives, what will we see? It's our responsibility. Now, I'm not talking about walking up to people and screaming at them and say, you better change. I'm talking about people you know that you have influence with. The truth is the truth, whether we believe it or not or act on it or not or tell people or not. And God will judge you by the truth. Let me give you another one. Social justice. You ever heard that term? It's big in our world. The Bible says God is just. That means that he doesn't prefer anybody over anybody else. And that means you get exactly what you deserve, good or bad. That's why we never pray for his justice. People say, I just want God's justice on this person. No, you don't. Because you don't want justice on your life. I don't know about you. I, never, I don't want his justice on my life. You know what I want? Grace and mercy on my life. <laughs> Think about it. People say, I, we just need justice here. Nah, not God's justice. Because he'll give you exactly what you deserve and not deserve. But when you put any word before justice, it's no longer just. You change the whole meaning of it. Because to put like social justice or whatever, the economic justice or whatever, now you're saying, I prefer this group or this person over this person. That is anti-God. He doesn't do that for anybody. God never separated people by the color of their skin in the Bible. It was, are you a believer or non-believer? He don't care what color you are. He made you that way. But in America, we make the symptoms, the, the, the issue. Instead of digging to the root, what's the root? We don't believe in truth anymore. We, we, we want to be, be lied to. So when I said that about Mormons and, and, and the uh, Muslims, some of you are saying, well, shouldn't we be nice to them? I'm not talking about being mean to people. I'm just talking about taking a stand. So if I'm around a Muslim person, I'm going to say, you know, you're going to die and go to hell if we get in a discussion. And they're like, what? I said, yeah, you keep believing that stuff. You're not going to go to heaven. There's no heaven for you. There's no 70 virgins either. Because that's what they believe. If you live according to the Quran, when you die, you get 70 virgins. You know, it's always a man's thing. You don't hear women say, well, I'm Muslim. I'm going to get seven virgins too. They're like, I had one man. That's it. I'm done. I don't want any more. And in it, the Mormon men, I mean, think about how these angels tell them. And then the Mormon church, you can have, you know, that was the beginning. You could have as many wives as you wanted. Do you know why they could have as many wives as they wanted? So they could have a lot of kids because they're already populating their planet while they're on the earth. It's crazy. But you know it's always men. Men, we get 70 virgins. I can have as many wives as I want. I can barely handle one. <laughs> and she can't handle me, you know. And so the word anathema is a person or thing detested, accursed, or consigned to damnation. So when I just read it, if we believe something that didn't come from this, whether an angel appears to you, we have to judge it. If an angel tells you to do something, you see a manifestation of something that tells you to do something that's not in here, then it's a lie. It's a spirit of the Antichrist. It's a, it's a demon. It's not God. And so these things that manifested to Muhammad and Joseph Smith, they're demons. God would never take away from himself. So you can talk about Buddha, Islam, but you better not bring up Jesus. Not at work, not even in some of our churches. This is the spirit of the Antichrist at work in our world right now. Think about the only name that's crucified. I can go to, to work tomorrow and say, you know, whether I work, because I, I used to work at UPS. I go to work UPS, say, man, I believe in Muhammad and I believe in the Quran. Everybody's like, oh, 
They give me the tea clap. Oh, it's so good. I can tell them I'm a Mormon, I believe in that. I can tell them, you know, I, I believe in a rock and a crystal and, and I worship that. And everybody's like, oh, that's so sweet. But tell them, no, I believe in Jesus and he's the only way. And they're like, oh. See, folks, the spirit of the Antichrist is working everywhere. That's, it wants to silence Jesus. It wants to silence the church. It wants to silence you and I. That's why we have to look. That's why we have to understand. So this is the spirit of the Antichrist in the world, world right now. I believe Hitler was of the spirit of the Antichrist. He slaughtered the Jews, God's chosen people, and you can probably name a lot more. The spirit of the Antichrist always begins in some way in association with the people of God. But it does not really belong. They claim God exists, then go a different way. See, it's not enough to believe that God exists. Even the demons believe that. The question is, do we follow him? Do we purpose to do what he says? Now, I'm not saying we'll be perfect because none of us will ever be perfect. How many of you in here have ever made a mistake? And if you didn't raise your hand, you just made one. Because you're lying. And you know, liars, man, they go, to, they go with a place because I'm fire, you know. But the spirit of Antichrist always begins with people associated with God in some way. See, we open your eyes and test the spirits and you will see a terrible sight. It is so terrible that most people do not dare look at it. They choose their eyes and they close their eyes and say, we must not judge. After all, we are only human. And so they are helplessly led astray by the Antichrist. See, we don't want to look. I don't want to look at anybody else's life. Who am I? Just nobody. But if we know the truth, shouldn't we tell the truth? Because, folks, our world is crazy. The absurdities that are reigning in our earth today are absolutely crazy. It's just nuts. Go to 1 John, if you would. 1 John chapter 2. The book of 1 John is in the back, not in the beginning. But 1 John chapter 2, I know most of us look on the screen and we don't have our Bibles with us, but I still believe, I still like a Bible, so just old school. I have my yellow notes. My staff laughs at me and says, Pastor, let's just put that on a computer. And I said, no. If I wanted a computer, I'd put it on a computer. I'm, I like my notes because when I write, I remember it. But anyway, 1 John chapter 2, verses 18, uh, starting at verse 18, dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is, is an antichrist. Think about it. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And he's teaching us that, folks, without Jesus, you're lost. Without Jesus, you don't believe in God. Without Jesus, there is no relationship with God. You're making, you have a fake God. You say, what about the Jews who don't believe in Jesus? They're praying to nothing. Because unless they go through Jesus, they can't get to the Father. Folks, without Jesus, none of us gets to the Father. 
you are going to die and you're going to go to hell unless you get born again. And then you have to work out your salvation, which is another whole thing, right? It's easy to get born again. It's another thing to work it out. You got to come to church. You got to serve. You got to be involved. You got you to do godly things now. You know, when I was in the world, you hung out in the bar, but now we hang out in church and we don't have hangovers. Better place. So where absolute truth is removed, absurdity rules the day. The idea of killing babies is absurd. But yet abortions happen every day. And we don't want to call it what it is. It's murder. But see, that's truth. We want to use a nice term to kind of say. And then we bought into a lie in America that said it's, it's about a woman's right to choose. Isn't it? Didn't we find out in the last two and a half years, the only thing you can choose, ladies, is to kill a baby. You couldn't choose to wear a mask or not wear a mask if they, you got on a plane. You couldn't choose anything else with your body. You can't sell your kidneys and you, you could go to jail. You go to prison for selling part of your liver. You can't go do that. But the only thing that's allowed is you can kill a baby. And then we make up all the excuses. Well, you know, who wants to bring a baby into this world? God. And you say, Pastor, there's too many people. See, that's the spirit of the Antichrist too. Can I just, let me just show you. If you believe, and I'm gonna make a strong statement, if you believe in climate change, it's gonna be hard for you to believe in the Bible. You say, no, it's not. Okay, climate change is all about our carbon footprint. Too many people on the earth, and we're killing the earth. How many have heard that? Just watch any show. I don't care if it's Fox, CNN, just watch anything. That's what it's about. My carbon footprint is hurting the earth. So they say we have too many people. Do you know if you took every person in the world today and put them in Florida, Florida, every person, over seven billion people could stand shoulder to shoulder in one state, but yet we have too many people for the earth. If you believe there's too many people for the earth, then you can't believe in the God of creation. Because here's what God said, and these words are eternal, they never end. Be fruitful and multiply. I, I almost bet Pastor Troy, because I never have, has ever had to get up here and say, okay, guys, today I'm going to teach on being fruitful and multiply. We're just not having enough babies. You guys need to get pregnant more often. And men, we got to talk to you because we have to have a men's thing and say, you're not doing your job. But see, if, 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 if because we've never had to teach it because God gave a law. He gave an, uh, uh, he spoke into existence, be fruitful and multiply. So you don't even have to be born again to be fruitful and multiply. We can do that on our own, right? And so he says that. So if you believe that, he didn't put a number on how many people can be on the earth. He didn't say, hey, when you get to seven billion, stop it. <laughs> See, these words are eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. So when, 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 when absolute truth is removed, absurdity begins to We begin to replace truth with absurdity. So if you believe that my carbon footprint's hurting the earth, here's what happens. In Romans 1, it talks about that they knew God. They didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. And God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do things that are wrong. And so these people, they worship the creation instead of the creator who is blessed forever Amen. So these folks are worshiping the earth. The earth was made for me. I wasn't made for this earth. The earth was made for you and I. We're the greatest of all God's creative works. And if there was 10 billion people on the earth, we would not be hurting the earth. 
If there was 20 billion, we wouldn't hurt the earth. Why? Because if you think that way, then you have to say God is stupid, God is dumb, and God looked at Jesus and the Holy Spirit and said, oh my goodness, I didn't make it big enough. I didn't really think these people would be that fruitful and multiply. I mean, they're just having way too many kids on the earth now, Jesus. We gotta put a stop to this. He didn't do it. And so it doesn't matter how many billions of people, the earth, God made it big enough for all of us to continue to do what he taught us to do, which is what? Be fruitful and multiply. See, it's when truth comes, it just makes sense. And so, well, pastor, what about all the scientists? What about all the scientists that don't believe in climate change? Well, we don't hear about them. I know. Because they don't want you hearing about them. They want us to believe the lie. Folks, there's not enough of us. God wants people. He created us. But when absolute truth is removed, then absurdity reigns. Do you think God is really that stupid that he didn't make the earth big enough for all the people? And if all of them can fit in the state of Florida, that means if you come to my state, because New Mexico is the fifth largest state in America, we only have about two million people, a little over two million people. But land-wise, you drive three hours, you're just in the middle of New Mexico. You could put everybody in, in the world in there, and we could all spread out and do calisthenics, you know, get arm apart so we can do our exercises. See, the earth was made for us. And when you think the earth, you, you were made for the earth, then you have a different vantage point to it. See, when truth is removed, we start believing all kinds of crazy things. And so, the, the absurdity to think that a man can change to be a woman. That's absurd. And folks, let me say this. Hormone blockers will destroy it. You can't reverse them. Don't ever let your kids get on for any reason. I don't care what a doctor says. I'll challenge any doctor. They're irreversible. They destroy people's lives. And yet we think it's okay. Well, isn't it so good? Don't we salute it? Like, oh man, and yeah, I know you're a transient. You just, you, you're a man, now you're a woman. No, you're not. You're still a man. And, and here's, here's the lie. Are you ready for the spirit of the Antichrist? God made me this way. God made a mistake because we're always talking about how small God and how dumb he is and he made a mistake. He made me a man, but he really meant to make me a woman. Like God doesn't know the difference. See, it's a lie and we've allowed people to believe a lie and so they go and they mutilate their bodies. That's absurd to me. That's absurd to any culture. I mean, you go to Africa and talk to those folks, they'll be like laughing like they do what? And you know how I know? Because I saw a documentary where they did that. They were mocking like, no, a man can't. So the guy asked, can that man go over and do the woman's job? He goes, no. And they said, why can't he? And the chief is laughing. Because he's a man. He's a stinking man. He will do what stinking men do. Not what good smelling women do. It's absurd, but yet it's hard to hear because we're so inundated. There's two genders, folks, two. Male and female. There is not five or 69 or 9,000. I don't know how many there are. Now we're so absurd that we have kids that are called furries. Their gender identity is an animal. See, we laugh, but the church hasn't stood up to be the church. We've got to be the light and say, folks, you don't have to be this way. Do not mutilate your body. Stop it. Let's get you delivered and free. I love that we're praying in here. We're believing God. This is a hospice for people to come that are broken so they can get better and healed. But that only happens. 
It only happens with truth. Truth. Without truth, we're lost. Without truth, we believe lies. And then when you hear the truth, it's kind of hard because it's like this so hard. Romans 1, 22 to 32, just go back and read it. The Bible even talks about if you live in a homosexual lifestyle, that you're not going to heaven. But here's what he says. Those that approve it and applaud it, you're not either. So what do I do, pastor, my son, my daughter, my brother, my cousin? They live that lifestyle. Love them, but tell them the truth. You don't have to be that way. God didn't make you that way. Maybe something did, they got hurt, abused, or whatever. But that's not God. God is the one that heals you so you can be what you're really supposed to be. The man you're supposed to be, the woman you're supposed to be. God doesn't make mistakes. And I'm glad he made me a man. I watch my wife have babies. I'm like, thank God I'm a man. <laughs> the Bible teaches the earth was made for us, not us for the earth. That makes a big difference. This is our domain. But when you think of it, it sounds so good like, you know, we got to take care of the earth. And we should. We shouldn't pollute. We shouldn't kill the environment. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about my, my life matters to God. Your life matters to God. He didn't make a mistake with you. He didn't make a mistake with me. He made us who he wanted us to be. He made me a man. I'm proud of that. I'm glad. He made my wife a woman. I'm glad of that too. Someone says every now and then, Pastor, you need to get in touch with your feminine side. I do. Her name's Cynthia, and I do it as often as she allows. Because <laughs> that's the only feminine side I have. <laughs> Every man in here should give an extra offering for that one, you know. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and told them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So how can we say that even population needs to be lessened? The climate control and population control needed. This is the Antichrist at work. And they will say this, well, it's for the common good. Huh, who's good? Don't buy into it. Socially conditioning, they, they social condition us to believe in things that sound good, but are actually against scripture, against God, is the Antichrist. So when I stand up here, the church, and say that we should be against abortion, we should be for life, really. We are fighting against racism, truly. Standing up for the right to be born and live. Margaret Sanger, who began Planned Parenthood, her number one goal was to kill black babies, to lessen the black population. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we accept people in any color, any race. In fact, in our church, we have so many different colors, I don't even know what they are. because God created you and he made you 
But the world wants us to get away from what God says and start believing the junk that they say. Are there injustices in this world? Absolutely. Is there wrong? Yes. Why? Because we're, we're, we're human beings and we're, we, we, have, we have a sin nature. And then some people use their will to do bad, bad things. People say, well, Pastor, why, if God's real, why do people do bad things? Because he gave everybody a free will. And you get to choose what you do with your free will. But we don't even come against that. And if you look at almost every abortion clinic are in minority or poor areas because they want to destroy human beings. That's the greatest racism in the world today is killing babies. Not, we don't even give them a chance to live, survive. There's a million people waiting to adopt a baby, but we have made it where all the lawyers get rich. It's so hard to adopt. It should be easy because every baby has the ability to be loved. Every child, no matter how it comes, has the ability to be loved. But see, we don't hear enough of this. Thank God you have a pastor that does. Because most pastors don't. They're afraid. Thank God you have a pastor and pastors that aren't afraid of the people. They fear God more than they fear anybody. Because we're going to be accountable. So the spirit of the Antichrist is alive and well. We just have to recognize it. I don't have... We have to recognize it. And the things I've said could shock some of you. I know it could. But it doesn't change that it's true. That's why I read it. The Spirit of the Antichrist came to destroy the earth. Destroy you. Take your life away. Take your freedoms away. Take, take your giftings away. He, he's come to steal everything he can steal from you. And the number one way he does it is through lies. Young people don't believe the lies. Two genders, male and female, period. To believe anything else is absurd. It's just, it's just weird. It's like, what? Even when I was unsaved, I was like, what? I mean, I don't even have to be born again to know that's wrong. That's why some medical doctors at John Hopkins said it, it's, 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 they, they, have, they have mental illness. But we don't want to call that. See, we don't call anything demonic anymore. We just call it mental illness. Road rage is now a mental illness. That's absurd. If you can't handle yourself in a car, just don't drive. It's not a mental illness. It's just a lack of self-control. See, we don't want the truth. My wife will say, well, you road rage. I, I mean, not bad. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just think people that drive slow in the left lane should be, you know, they're of the devil. They're of the spirit of the Antichrist. Get in the right lane. Get out of the fast lane. And if you're not driving over 80, you don't get in that lane. You just stay in your lane. So that's what I believe. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for being here and teaching us today. I thank you for helping us all. I thank you, Father, that uh, our lives will be different because of you, not because of anything else. And Father, may we receive the truth. May we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is really saying in our world today. Father, that in Jesus' name, that help us to see the spirit of the Antichrist. Help us to see the lies and the deception. Help us to look through them. Open our eyes that will be so discerning. Father, help us not to close our eyes where we're, where we're so terrified to look because we're afraid of what we might see. We're afraid of what we might have to deal with or speak to. Father, help us. And this is for someone in here. In Jesus' name, you're a parent, you have younger people in your home, kids. You're not called to raise them. You're called to train them. It's going to help somebody. 
The Bible doesn't say raise your kids a certain way. It says train them. And that means during training times, there's things that people do not like. If you go in the military, you go through boot camp, you're not going to like it. Most guys can't stand it. It's hard work. They scream. They yell. They're trying to break you down and build you up into a soldier. Well, when you're training your children, sometimes you got to say no. Even when they cry, even when they get mad at you, it's still no. And sometimes you get to say yes. But training means that there's going to be some difficult moments, so don't be afraid of those moments. Don't back off, parent, whoever you are. You hold the course because God's got a, got a plan for you and your, your children. In Jesus' name. If you're here with every head bowed and you say, Preacher, would you pray with me? I've walked with God, but I've walked away. This is my moment. This is your moment. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. Or if you're here and you say, Preacher, I've never given Jesus my life. Not like I'm supposed to. See, because the spirit of the Antichrist will say, I'll just pray a prayer and then go live your life the way you want. That's a lie, folks. If you're not bearing fruit in your life, that when you've said yes to Christ, then he said he cuts you off and throws you into a pile and burns you. You get burned up. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus. You come to Christ, you'll make lots of mistakes, but part of serving Christ is learning to repent. Christians need to do, learn two things really well. They need to re learn to repent quickly and forgive quickly because that keeps you in relationship with God. So if that's you and you say, would you include me in your prayer right where you're seated? I'm not going to call you forward up here. I just want to see if I'm praying for anybody. But mostly, you get an opportunity to say, I don't care what anybody else thinks, God, I want you in my life. If that's you in Jesus' name and you want to be of the Spirit of God and get away from the Spirit of the Antichrist and say, God, open my thinking. I, need to, I, need, I want to know the truth. If that's you, this is your moment. In Jesus' name, all over this place, if you say, preacher, include me in your prayer, right where you're seated. Are you ready? With no hesitation. Would you just lift your hand right where you see? Is anybody here? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you up there. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else who's look across the top? God bless you, ma'am. I see your hand. Thank you. God loves you. Thank you, sir. God cares about you. Thank you, sir, right here. Father, bless each one. Show yourself strong in their behalf. May you open their eyes to the understanding that we can clearly see the truth. And Father, that truth sets us free just to be free to believe in you and trust in you. Regardless of what people say or if they come against us, we're free enough to be able to handle it. Bless each one in Jesus' name. If you lifted your hand, I want you, I want you to pray this prayer loud with me right where you're seated. Would you do that? It's right out of the book of Romans. If you lifted your hand, pray with all your heart. But if you're right with God, because there was people around you that you maybe not even saw that raised their hand, would you pray with us in support of them so no one's praying alone? We're going to introduce you to our friend Jesus, and he's the only Savior of the world. No one can save you but him. Would you pray this prayer with me? Would you pray, Father, I choose to believe in Jesus, and I believe he's your son, and I believe he's Lord of all. I also believe that you raised him from the dead to give me a new life. So I believe that with my heart. And now I willingly confess with my mouth, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much. God bless you.